Ladies and gentlemen, the following segment of the podcast is presented exclusively by Hillsdale College. Now, in its 175th year, Hillsdale is a truly independent institution where learning is prized and intellectual enthusiasm is valued. Thank you for listening and my sincere appreciation to Hillsdale for their sponsorship. He's here. He's here. Now, broadcasting from the underground command post, deep in the bowels of a hidden bunker, somewhere under the brick and steel of a nondescript building, we've once again made contact with our leader, Mark Levin. Mark Levin, our number is 877-381-3811, 877-381-3811. Everything Joe Biden is doing is undermining this republic and empowering the Democrat Party. Because if you empower the Democrat Party and its radical neo-Marxist agenda, you undermine the country. You undermine the country. I want to read something to you. Let's get back to basics here. I'm going to read something to you. You won't hear this in most schools anymore. I'm surprised they haven't tried to destroy the reputation of Alexis de Tocqueville and his book, Democracy in America, just a matter of time. You notice the Democrats want to keep centralizing power. And there's a reason for that. So Alexis de Tocqueville comes to America not once but twice. And he travels the country. And he takes copious notes, and he writes one volume and then two volumes called Democracy in America. And for 50 years, that is after his death, it's of no consequence. Then people begin reading this book, these two volumes. Then they begin thinking about what he's written. And we haven't put it down since, at least those of us who care about our republic. One of the things he writes in here, he traveled America. He says, nothing is more striking to a European traveler in the United States than the absence of what we term the government or the administration. He came here in the middle of the, about the 1840s. Written laws exist in America. And one sees the daily execution of them. But although everything moves regularly, the mover can nowhere be discovered. 
The hand that directs the social machine is invisible. Nevertheless, as all persons must have recourse to certain grammatical forms, which are the foundation of human language, in order to express their thoughts, so all communities are obliged to secure their existence by submitting to a certain amount of authority, without which they fall into anarchy. This authority may be distributed in several ways, but it must always exist somewhere. There are two methods of diminishing the force of authority in a nation. The first is to weaken the supreme power in its very principle by forbidding or preventing society from acting in its own defense under certain circumstances. To weaken authority in this manner is the European way of establishing freedom. The second manner of diminishing the influence of authority does not consist in stripping society of some of its rights, nor in paralyzing its efforts, but in distributing the exercise of its powers among various hands and in multiplying functionaries, to each of whom is given the degree of power necessary for him to perform his duty. There may be nations whom this distribution of social powers might lead to anarchy, but in itself it is not anarchical. The authority thus divided is indeed rendered less irresistible and less perilous. But it is not destroyed. He's talking about America. The revolution of the United States was the result of a mature and reflecting preference for freedom. And not of a vague or ill-defined craving for independence. It contracted no alliance with the turbulent passions of anarchy. But its course was marked, on the contrary, by a love of order and law. It was never assumed in the United States that the citizen of a free country has a right to do whatever he pleases. On the contrary, more social obligations were there imposed upon him than anywhere else. Social obligations. He's talking about the civil society. No idea was ever entertained of attacking the principle of contesting the rights of society but the exercise of its authority was divided in order that the office might be powerful and the officer insignificant and that the community should be at once regulated but free. In no country in the world does the law hold so absolute a language as in America. And in no country is the right of applying it vested in so many hands. And he goes on to write about all the townships and the different forms of government in all the various areas and regions and the geography of America. And he says, there's no conceivable way America could ever have a monarch or America could ever have such an all-powerful centralized government. There's just too many townships, too many villages, too many towns and cities, too many people who wouldn't tolerate it. That's what he said 175, 180 years ago. Now this puts things in perspective about what the Democrat Party is up to. The Democrat Party rejects democracy in America. The Democrat Party rejects federalism, state sovereignty, individual liberty. The Democrat Party embraces what all neo-Marxists or fascists 
or monarchical or feudal systems have always embraced. Authoritarianism. Centralized. What do you think the Democrat Party wants HR1 and SR1 to nationalize the election systems? For the people? No. For power and to control the people. That's why. Why do you think they want to nationalize our educational system? So our children are brainwashed in critical race theory. And critical gender theory. And critical immigration theory. And LGBTQI plus one. Why do you think? Groupthink. Indoctrination. The Iron Fist. De Tocqueville was talking about a free and open society that placed checks on government and yet understood the necessity of government in the right way. The Democrat Party today wants nothing to do with de Tocqueville or John Locke or Montesquieu, Edmund Burke, the Founding Fathers. Who do they worship? Who do they speak of? Seriously. Black Lives Matter talks about Marx. Antifa talks about Marx. Bernie Sanders, Marx. In our universities, and colleges, tenured professors, who do they promote? John Locke? Adam Smith? Thomas Jefferson? No. Marx. That's who they promote. The law professors who promote critical race theory. What are they promoting? The fusion of critical race theory and Marx. Now, I want to talk about this. I'm going to talk about this, even though I know, and it's very frustrating, but, and you're probably sick of me hearing, uh, uh, me talking about it, that people take what I talk about or take what I write, and they want you to think they're smart and everything. I don't really care. I want us to be smart. I want us to understand what's going on here. These executive orders Joe Biden's signing, even the act of signing effectively legislation, the power of one man to impose his will on the culture, to reach into high schools, to reach into the precincts, to reach into small businesses and to set their wages. These are the actions of and the mindset of tyranny. The corrupt media in America is just as corrupt as state-supported media in Russia, in China, in Iran, in Cuba. The media we have today doesn't challenge government. It doesn't challenge bureaucracy. It doesn't challenge executive orders that it agrees with. Because the media in America represent that party. They represent that ideology. Many of them come from that party and worked in that party. So let's not talk anymore about the American media as some kind of an independent, righteous check on big government. They're neither independent nor righteous. They're propagandists. And they're propagandists in two ways. By their silence and self-censorship, 
when it comes to issues the American people should be alerted to, and affirmatively propagandists embracing Alinsky tactics in order to destroy individuals and organizations who dare to challenge, who dare to speak up to this growing tyranny in our country. They are the writers, the propagandists, the mouthpieces for tyranny. Some perspective. I'll be right back. Hillsdale College serves four purposes, learning, character, faith, and freedom. Education and faith thrive in freedom, and freedom requires an educated people of good character to preserve it. Hillsdale College has been providing the education needed to preserve free government for over 175 years. It continues these efforts today. Not only its 1,500 undergraduate and graduate students, but nationwide through its free online courses, its support of classical K-12 through charter schools, and its other outreach efforts on behalf of liberty. Hillsdale's Articles of Association, dating way back to 1844, commit the college to preserving civil and religious liberty through the provision of sound learning. This learning includes the Constitution and the laws of nature and nature's God, as described in the Declaration of Independence. It includes America's great heritage of liberty that too often today is falsely derided or denied. Hillsdale's motto, pursuing truth and defending liberty since 1844. It will continue to fight to live up to that motto, come what may. Learn more at levinforhillsdale.com, L-E-V-I-N for Hillsdale.com, levinforhillsdale.com. There's a reason why people like AOC and Talib and Presley and Omar are attracted to the Democrat Party and they work within the ranks of the Democrat Party. It is the Democrat Party. Not since its founding, but almost since its founding, that has been an extraordinarily hostile force in this country. Which is one of the reasons it attracts malcontents and miscreants and reprobates. Like the individuals I just mentioned. They don't have a love for this country. They don't have a love for this country. There is a significant wing within the Democrat Party that hates America. You can't find that in the Republican Party. You can't find that in the conservative movement. You will find it in the Democrat Party. You will find it in the press. You will find it in colleges and universities, and you will find it in Hollywood. And these people are attracted to the Democrat Party. Why? Why is it when people wanted to keep slaves, why is it that they were represented by the Democrat Party? And after the, the, the horrific Civil War that cost over 700,000 casualties, why is it that bigots, Klansmen, we're attracted to the Democrat Party. Why is it? Why is it all the way into the 1960s that the racists who were blocking schoolhouse doors, and I'm not talking about teachers' unions like today, that's a whole other issue, but the racists who were blocking these schoolhouse doors, sending out the dogs, 
using billy clubs against human beings. Why is it that they were all Democrats? And why is it today that the Democrats seek to destroy our history? Even some of their history. Burn books effectively? Movies? Television shows? Cancel culture? Open borders? The war on capitalism? All housed under the umbrella of the Democrat Party. All of it. The Republicans are incapable of confronting this. When you look at people like Mitch McConnell or John Thune or others, Cornyn, these guys are throwbacks. They're professional politicians. They're not fighters. They're not thinkers. They're not activists. They like being senators. They like wielding power within the the guarded fences of the Capitol building. But they're not in Washington to make a difference. They're not in Washington to push back against this tyranny. Some of them have enriched themselves. The McConnell family, his in-laws among them. And they like the glamour of being a senator. It's really not that hard of a job, is it, Mr. Producer? You don't actually have to produce anything. And you have people coming to you, seeking favors and spending. Or whatever else you can give them. But the Republicans as a whole are not serious people. The Democrats as a whole are very diabolical people in Congress and in the White House. Why is it that the most radical elements of our society, I'm not talking about the Klan and the neo-Nazis, despite what the New York Times and the Washington Post and the other fools have to say, they have no home in the Republican Party. They are rejected utterly and completely. And these fools in the media don't even understand who we are and what we think. You would think my first name was right-winger. I'm no right-winger. I'm a constitutional conservative since when is that a right-winger? It's a right-winger since the neo-Marxists in and out of the media, the Alinskyites, want you to be perceived as a right-winger. Then you're part of the Proud Boys, you see. You're part of the Klan, part of the white separatist movement. But we're none of those things. We love our country, and we despise what's being done to our country. It's being destroyed by the Democrat Party. And all of its tributaries, that is, media, academia, Hollywood, and the rest. I'll be right back. Hillsdale College serves four purposes, learning, character, faith, and freedom. Education and faith thrive in freedom, and freedom requires an educated people of good character to preserve it. Hillsdale College has been providing the education needed to preserve free government for over 175 years. It continues these efforts today. Not only its 1,500 undergraduate and graduate students, but nationwide through its free online courses, its support of classical K-12 through charter schools, and its other outreach efforts on behalf of liberty. Hillsdale's Articles of Association, dating way back to 1844, 
commit the college to preserving civil and religious liberty through the provision of sound learning. This learning includes the Constitution and the laws of nature and nature's God, as described in the Declaration of Independence. It includes America's great heritage of liberty that too often today is falsely derided or denied. Hillsdale's motto? Pursuing truth and defending liberty since 1844. It will continue to fight to live up to that motto, come what may. Learn more at levinforhillsdale.com, L-E-V-I-N for Hillsdale.com, levinforhillsdale.com. Americans meet to defend liberty and defeat tyranny. Call the Mark Levin Show now at 877-381-3811. You see, ladies and gentlemen, the Democrat Party embraces and celebrates its Marxists. We do not embrace or celebrate fascists or neo-Nazis or Klansmen. But that big tent for the Democrat Party does in fact include... People like AOC and the others. I think about Bernie Sanders. Bernie Sanders was on the side of the old Soviet Union. None of us would think about honeymooning in Moscow when the Soviet Union was a full-throated enemy. He was on the side of the Castro brothers in Cuba. He was on the side of Chavez, Hugo Chavez and Maduro. He's been on the side of Arafat and Hamas and Abbas. And yet he's just treated like a sort of an old liberal guy. He's not an old liberal guy. He's a dangerous Marxist. That's exactly what he is. Oh, I'm a democratic socialist. Yeah. When you have to hyphenate democratic with a word like socialist, you know he's a liar and he's covering exactly what he is. Which is what he's doing. And he doesn't give a damn about the people. And I'll prove it to you for the hundredth time right now. The people of California rising up against Newsom. Not just Republicans, but Democrats too. Not just conservatives, but liberals too. He's destroyed the state. He's destroyed the school system. He's destroyed small businesses. He's done more to interfere with faith than the uh, the czar did with his pogroms against the Jews. And Bernie Sanders is lashing out tonight, not against Newsom, who he is strongly supporting. He's lashing out against the people of California. Why? Because Bernie likes lockdowns. Bernie likes these fascistic tactics where a governor claims the power, emergency power, to determine where people will eat, how they'll eat, what they'll wear, whether or not they can send their kids to school, even if the science says that they must. Bernie likes the virus. Because the virus has done for Bernie what the ballot box would not. And here we have the San Francisco paper. Bernie Sanders comes out in support of Newsom as campaign to recall California governor intensifies. Now I want you to listen to Bernie the Marxist and how he sounds and talks like a Marxist. Senator Bernie Sanders 
has come out in support of California Governor Gavin Newsom amid calls for the governor to depart from office. As the campaign to recall Newsom gains more headway, with leaders announcing nearly 2 million signatures, enough to put the recall on the ballots as of this weekend. The former presidential candidate signaled his support for Newsom in a tweet Monday. So he only favors revolution and violent revolution, I might add, if you're overthrowing a free government and a constitutional government. How dare you confront a governor who is rogue and utterly out of control and destroying what was the greatest state in the union. Sanders said that, now listen to the rhetoric. Listen to the rhetoric. He sounds like an old commie because that's what he is. Right-wing Republicans in the state are recalling him for the crime of telling people to wear masks and for listening to scientists during COVID. Is that what he's doing, ladies and gentlemen? Is that what the people are doing, rising up? Democrats are rising up, too, for the crime of wearing masks and listening to the scientists? The Supreme Court itself, as pathetic as it is, has had to step in and stop Newsom from discriminating against people of faith. But Bernie Sanders would do exactly the same thing, because Bernie Sanders is not a man of faith. He's an atheist. Extremist Republicans, he says, have done enough to undermine democracy already. We must all unite to oppose the recall in California. This is a man who hammers this republic, who hammers the Constitution, who hammers federalism, who hammers individual property rights, who hammers capitalism. And this clown, this fool, this throwback, he says, you and I oppose democracy. So he's out there tweeting in defense of Newsom. And he's blaming right-wing Republicans. Well, no Republican has any power in the state of California from any wing. None has any power in the state of California. It's a one-party state. It's exactly what they want to do to the entire country. They think California, and just listen to me, is an example of how the Democrats gain power, maintain power, and rule. Because California's gone. A Republican cannot win statewide. California's gone. They had open borders. They've destroyed small business. It's the highest tax state in the country. It's representative of what Biden's trying to do to the entire country and what Sanders has always wanted to do to the entire country. One thing they never talk about in the government of California is freedom. One thing Bernie Sanders never talks about is freedom. One thing Joe Biden never talks about or even mumbles about is freedom. Freedom. And during our founding, that's all they ever talked about. We didn't fight the Revolutionary War, the Civil War, World War I, World War II, more recent wars, the Korean War, the Vietnam War, the war in Iraq, the war in Afghanistan. We didn't fight all these wars for government programs. We didn't fight all these wars for redistribution of wealth. We didn't fight all these wars 
for critical gender theory and critical race theory. We didn't fight these wars so governors would have the power to destroy lives. We didn't fight these wars so we'd have open borders where people with a deadly virus can come into the country at will. We didn't fight these wars only to have an enemy within who disrespects the Constitution, the flag, and the national anthem. And yet that's exactly what we're confronting today. An old man in the White House, a doddering old man who can't remember what day it is, who doesn't remember who his Secretary of Defense is, who can't remember the name of the Pentagon. And that's perfectly fine by the media, by Hollywood, by our faculty across this country. It's perfectly fine with them. Because the ends justify the means. And they lecture us about elections, that we attack democracy. The same people. The same people who took a page right out of Goebbels' big lie to quote Biden. And day after day, week after week, month after month, year after year, lied about the election of 2016. That the Russians were involved. And yet when under oath, the senior officials in the Obama-Biden administration to a man and a woman said they had no evidence of that whatsoever. We had a long and expensive criminal investigation by Democrats. And a so-called special counsel's office comes up empty. We had investigations by the Democrat Party in the House using our tax dollars to advance the cause of that party. They came up with nothing. They pushed the 25th Amendment. They pushed impeachment. They pushed impeachment again. They got nowhere. And then they lecture us about elections and the peaceful transition of power. The media up to its eyeballs in this corruption, into this tyranny. Then you dare to question this election based on substantive constitutional grounds on this program, that was our entire focus. Based on Article 2, Section 1, Clause 2 of the Constitution. And isn't it funny they never want to talk about that? Isn't it funny the Supreme Court never wants to address it even though it's its job? Why is that? Why don't they want to address the federal clause in the Constitution that leaves it to the state legislatures to decide the election policies on how to choose electors. Why is it that they don't want to talk about that ever, ever? Because it exposes them. They went into these states and unconstitutionally changed the laws. And now there's a movement among these states in Georgia, in Pennsylvania, in Michigan, and others where the legislatures are trying to take their power back under the federal constitution. And then Joe Biden, the other day, in front of the King family, says that what they're really trying to do is institute Jim Crow. Jim Crow? Sorry, Joe, that's your party. And not only that, that was you, Joe. You and your buddies, Stennis and Eastland. And more. That was you, Joe. 
Your fingerprints are all over that. The Republicans are trying to reinstitute our constitutional system. And that bothers Joe. And that bothers the Marxist wing of the Democrat. They call it progressive. That's crap. I'll be right back. Mark Lovin. Hillsdale College serves four purposes, learning, character, faith, and freedom. Education and faith thrive in freedom, and freedom requires an educated people of good character to preserve it. Hillsdale College has been providing the education needed to preserve free government for over 175 years. It continues these efforts today. Not only its 1,500 undergraduate and graduate students, but nationwide through its free online courses, its support of classical K-12 through charter schools, and its other outreach efforts on behalf of liberty. Hillsdale's Articles of Association, dating way back to 1844, commit the college to preserving civil and religious liberty through the provision of sound learning. This learning includes the Constitution and the laws of nature and nature's God, as described in the Declaration of Independence. It includes America's great heritage of liberty that too often today is falsely derided or denied. Hillsdale's motto? Pursuing truth and defending liberty since 1844. It will continue to fight to live up to that motto, come what may. Learn more at levinforhillsdale.com, L-E-V-I-N for Hillsdale.com, levinforhillsdale.com. The Wall Street Journal which kind of fronts for major corporations in this country, which are populated, their boards are, by Ivy League types, and therefore the younger and younger the board, the more left-wing and Democrat the board. And that's what you're seeing playing out now. These corporations 30 years ago wouldn't be doing what they're doing today. But the Wall Street Journal, which has attacked Trump relentlessly, and so have certain of its contributors like Peggy Noonan, I want you to remember something. I want to remind you. It was either in the 1980s or the 1990s, and I used to pull this up, but you can pull it up yourselves. They wrote an editorial. And they said, we need one more amendment to the Constitution. What was that amendment? You remember this, Mr. Producer, or not really? And they even gave it words. Five words. Thou shall have open borders. Remember that? The Wall Street Journal fronting for these corporations, not giving a damn about the inner cities, not giving a damn about working men and women of this country, an amendment to the Constitution, thou shall have open borders. I'm convinced this is one of the reasons they have trashed Donald Trump relentlessly. And then we have Wall Street, American colleges and universities, and professional sports that have been bought and paid for by a communist genocidal regime. And they all oppose Donald Trump. And they accuse him of being what they are. I started to think about this. He really did stir the pot, didn't he? He really did shake them up. He made them so nervous. And this is why you're not allowed to talk about the election. 
And what is that company called, Dominion? What is it, Mr. Virginia? I don't remember their name, honestly. Dominion voting systems with Dominion voting machines. You know what I've noticed? I touched on this briefly the other day. You have specific Democrat senators who wrote letters to that company and others raising serious questions about them. You had news programs, including PBS, that ran long segments. I think the PBS segment was six or seven minutes raising serious questions about them and other computer systems. The only thing I did was play what they said. But I really wasn't focused on them. As you know, I was focused on the Constitution. But here's what's interesting. Can you name one Democrat that that company has sued? One news organization that company has sued for defamation? Only Trump supporters. Only Trump outlets. The Democrats started raising the questions about that company. The Democrats started raising questions about these various computer systems and and insisted that we need paper ballots. I happen to agree with them. We need paper ballots. But now, all of a sudden, the Democrats think it's absolutely terrific. And even more, they want to impose that on the entirety of the nation because it appears to have worked out. And yet, not one lawsuit has been brought by these companies or that company against any of them. Why is that? You know why that is. And have you noticed also, not a single Democrat in Congress who used to raise questions about them raises any questions about them. You notice the same media that raised questions about them, whether it's PBS or CBS or NBC or others, USA Today. They attack people who raised questions about them. (laughs) That's how corrupt the whole thing is. The media, the narrative, and all the rest of it. They can spend four years using every technique possible to destroy this man who was in the Oval Office. And the Praetorian Guard for Biden, for Biden, who forgets to lift the lid on the toilet before he goes to the bathroom. I mean, that's where we are. I'll be right back. From the Westwood One Podcast Network. He's here. He's here. Now, broadcasting from the underground command post, deep in the bowels of a hidden bunker, somewhere under the brick and steel of a nondescript building, we've once again made contact with our leader, Mark Levin. Hello, America. Mark Levin here. Our number, 877-381-3811. Zeke Emanuel is the crazy brother of crazy Rahm Emanuel. He is a doctor, you may recall. He kind of wrote off senior citizens. If he were here, I would ask him, if he had a problem with the policies that were put in place by Cuomo and Whitmer and Pritzker and Rudolph and all the rest of them, and by putting uh, COVID-positive patients in nursing homes, since he had a very 
inhumane take on senior citizens not that long ago. I wonder how old he is now, Mr. Producer. Because if he reaches a certain age, by his own standard, he's a drag on society. But he was on the morning schmo show with Willie Geist, uh, which uh, comes from Jupiter Island, and, or Jupiter, Florida, which is perfectly fine, just don't be liars about it, but they can't help it. So Zeke Emanuel's on there, on the morning schmo show, and this is how it went, cut to go. Where are yeah. you on schools right now? I mean, the story of New York and other places is that the ones that have been open since the fall or have sort of phased in their opening have been incredibly healthy places. There has been incredibly low transmission rates. Isn't that sort of a case study that school opening has been safe and that it should happen across the country? Uh, I absolutely agree with you, Willie, and I have been on this actually for months and months and months. Uh, You can open schools safely. The data are pretty overwhelming. Uh, I have argued that we should put teachers at the top, that they're essential workers, uh, that you can have kids wear masks. It's a controlled environment. You can space them out. You can open windows and keep the ventilation going. Uh, I've advised a number of schools to uh, do this, and it's been very, very successful. So the data, the scientific data, says open the schools. You have Florida and some other states that have opened the schools. So you have real life data. And yet Fauci's out there and we need to change our HVAC systems. So now Fauci does another dance. He's a Svengali, in addition to a quack, in my humble opinion. Now, where is he today giving this, this comment, Mr. Producer? It doesn't say on the list. Do we know? He's at some generic press conference. Not geriatric press conference. Generic, you said. So listen to this. He is so slippery. And this is the guy who's overseen the pandemic. Over half a million people die according to their statistics. And not only does he have a job, he's feted throughout the world as this magnificent man. And I don't know where I come from if, in fact, that's what took place. And you're the head of the pandemic, dealing with the pandemic. You get your ass kicked. Now that, that is, politically, you're thrown out of office. Let's listen to him now. Cut one, go. You know, of all of the pandemic outbreaks that I've had to deal with over the 36 years that and I might been. add he's done a pretty crappy job with AIDS with H1N1 when you really look at this guy's record it's been pretty damn awful go ahead the infectious disease institute I have never seen a situation that even came close to this with regard to divisiveness over etiology political- it's not etiology it's ideology anyway go ahead that actually swept over into the issue of public health. You know, this is the guy that's pushed the politics, he and others. He and others have pushed the politics, whether it was hydroxy, whether it was masks, whatever it was. Go ahead. Where people, as you mentioned correctly in your statement and your question, that health officials who push for common sense well-accepted public health measures of wearing masks, physical distancing, uh, avoiding congregate settings, including indoor, are actually looked upon as the enemy. Oh, you know, uh, you're enemy. so pathetic. 
You really are so pathetic. No wonder you wouldn't come on this show. We have people who are not experts like you, Dr. Fauci, who seem to have more common sense and a better grasp of the science than you do, despite your training. We've had experts out of Yale on my program, out of Stanford, out of the uh, Rockefeller College, where so many of these things are developed. Oxford, I've had them all over this program on Levin TV, on Life, Liberty, and Levin. So many have disagreed with you from day one. The problem is, Anthony, may I call you Anthony? Tony, may I call you Tony? I feel like I've known you long enough. You're in my face every time I turn on the TV. If you're going to position yourself as an expert on a virus that is very complex, that is really a novel undertaking by our society, if you're going to defend somebody like Cuomo and trash somebody like DeSantis, if you're going to trash Trump while you slobber all over Biden, it is you, sir, who have politicized your position. It is you. And now you're a victim. Do we have a director of... uh, of uh, neurology or psychology in our federal government, Mr. Producer? I don't think so. But if we do, I would like them to give me a take on Tony Fauci. I would like them to do an analysis of him from afar, the way all those brilliant psychiatrists and psychologists did of Donald Trump, you'll remember, from Yale, among other places. What was that idiot's name? I forget. Doesn't matter. They wrote a whole book. What was it? Oh, Bandy X. Lee. Oh, yeah. Bandy X. Lee. Who I guess retired because she's not putting out anything on, uh, on Biden. You would think the, the same psychiatrists and psychologists would be very concerned about Biden. And they would tell us that he's incapacitated. But no, no, they're not going to do that because follow the science, of course. So we're not going to play any more of him whining because it's really quite outrageous. But he sided with Cuomo. I want you to remember this. Right in the middle. Right in the middle. When Cuomo was putting China virus positive patients in their nursing homes. A story that, that we in the Wall Street Journal broke the day after they did it with their memo. And we thank our Dr. Healy friend for, for doing that. And so what does he think of Newsom? Does he think of Newsom the same way Bernie Sanders thinks of Newsom? Bernie Sanders hates you. I don't mean conservatives. He hates the public. The public exists to be managed and controlled and led and pushed. That's it. That's what a Marxist thinks. Ever hear of Anna Kasparian? Of course I never did. She's a left-wing kook. And she's a host on Young Turks, which apparently is a gaggle of left-wing kooks. Who circle stupid, as I understand it, Mr. Producer. Is that right? I don't even know where they are. Nobody knows on what platform. So I'll give them more attention. YouTube, huh? I'll give them more attention than they've ever had. Anyway, when you heard uh, Bernie the Red going on and on about Republican extremists who hate democracy, they're the ones going after the great, the great Governor Newsom. Oh, he's fantastic. He's sort of the Anthony Fauci of California. He's not followed the science. He's followed Fauci. 
Well, this leftist has had enough. She's California-born. Cut six, go. I'm a native Angelino. Uh, I was born and raised in California. I love my state. I love the people in this state. Uh, but it is an absolute wasteland right now. Every freeway bridge is full of people living in tents. Uh, there's excrement on our sidewalks. Wait a minute. People living in tents under freeways and excrement on your sidewalks, human excrement? That's Bernie Sanders' wildest dream. That's Bernie Sanders' wildest dream. Everybody's equal. They're living under bridges, or maybe they're living in tents, and they're crapping in the streets. One society after another where democratic socialism is tried brings us this result. And you can yell inequality or all you want. You'll be shot on the spot. And what this young lady doesn't understand is this is what she's been promoting her entire adult life, if this is who she is. This is what the left promotes. You can't create nirvana on earth, and you sure as hell can't create opportunity and growth through massive centralized government where a relative handful of people are telling you how to live. If our government was in control of our food supply, our ability to eat, we'd all starve to death. I've done this before. I'll do it again. The Department of Agriculture isn't about agriculture. It's against agriculture. The Department of Education doesn't spread education. It spreads propaganda. The Department of Energy is anti-energy. The Department of Labor is not for labor as a general rule. Go down the list. Go down the list. The Department of the Interior is a department that wants to consume more and more of our land. Federal government already has about 25% of it. Apparently it's not enough, even though they do such a fantastic job managing it. And what this young lady does not understand is that this is where her ideology takes us. Go ahead. It's unsafe. Crime has gone up. And when it comes to... Well, then you need to cut the police. You see, if crime goes up, you slash the police force. That's it. That's the answer. Make sense? Go ahead. I mean, the fish rots from the head down. Let me just mention... Never heard that before. Go ahead. While Americans She must be a fantastic broadcaster, Mr. Producer. A few cliches here and there. Go ahead to shelter in place, uh, encouraged to uh, practice social distancing, no eating indoors at restaurants. You know, he was seen uh, at the French Laundry uh, meeting up with his lobbyist buddies. That is Mm. unacceptable. No, it's not. Bernie Sanders says it's great. Bernie Sanders says you're the problem. The people are the problem. The Republican right-wingers in a state where the Republican right-wingers can't control a damn thing. You don't understand. Newsom's a great guy. Because he was delivering California to Bernie Sanders. That's all Sanders can Just remember what I say. Somebody told me one of the hosts even picked it up today. It's all about power for the Democrat Party. Not just power. It's all about the Democrat Party and com- like communist regimes. Your allegiance is to the party. You exist to subsidize the party and its base. The government is there as an army. 
for the Democrat Party to do what the Democrat Party seeks to impose on you. So it's all about the Democrat Party and allegiance to the Democrat Party. Go ahead. Not seen um, competent leadership from Gavin Newsom, and I will... I will state on this show, every single member of my family uh, signed our names, uh, provided our signatures to recall him. Wow. Well, then you need to be deplatformed, I would think. Deplatformed and censored by big tech, which is also in the back pocket of Newsom. Deplatformed, censored, and your job with the young Turks, sounds like the young stupid, uh, you should lose your job. Because that's what we do now. I'll be right back. Over 2,000 of you, my listeners, made the switch from overpriced wireless carriers to Pure Talk over the past few months. We want the rest of you to join us and to see what we're talking about. If you're with AT&T and Verizon or T-Mobile, your family could save over $800 a year just by switching to Pure Talk. You get great coverage, you can keep your phone and your number, and you'll save a fortune. Pure Talk is the top-rated wireless company by Consumer Affairs, with the absolute best consumer service team, based right here in America. Does that sound good? Well, it gets better. Right now, get unlimited talk, text, and 6 gigs of data, just $30 a month. And if you go over on data, they don't charge you for it. They don't care. Go to puretalkusa.com and enter promo code Levin Podcast. Again, puretalkusa.com, promo code Levin, L-E-V-I-N Podcast. And when you do, you'll save 50% off your first month. That's puretalkusa.com, promo code Levin Podcast. Pure Talk USA, simply smarter wireless. We get a caller in here, Mr. Producer. Do we have a good caller that you might need? Do we have a liberal? Do we ever have a liberal? No liberals. All right, who do you recommend? 870 AM KRLA, where we are live and national. Cheryl, go right ahead, please. Thank you. Hi, Mark. It's Cheryl, the law professor from Orange County. Ah, yes. How are you, my friend? The Holocaust survivor sends her love to you. Well, you give her our best. Yeah. Thank you. I will. But, you know, I, I, there's, a, there's a great movie, um, and, and I, far be it from me to cite Hollywood, but Goldie Hawn plays this uh, gal called Sunny Davis in this movie where she says, you know, her father, you know, she gets conned by Washington, D.C. and the Washington machine elite. And they, and they ask her, who do you blame? And she says, you know, my dad used to say if somebody sells you a diamond ring, you know, for 10 cents, that in the end you have a dime, you have a ring that isn't worth a dime. So mm-hmm. this, that's what's going on here in California. Um, Gavin Newsom is being recalled, not just because of how he's destroyed our businesses and how he's uh, given us the highest taxes, the highest gas prices, shut down our opportunity to use nuclear, shut down. Oh, it sounds like Nirvana, according to Bernie Sanders. But then again, this is a guy who supported the Soviet Union, so. And, and, you know, of course, you know, the whole critical race theory, even though 80 Jewish organizations came to him and said, do not pass this curricula because it's anti-American, it's anti-white, it's anti-Israel, it's anti-Semitic, and it's anti-capitalist. But that's what they're pushing. So what does he do? 
because of the recall, you know, first they said you only need 500,000 signatures. That was a million. Now that we have close to 2 million, he put in, um, she's a former state assembly person who used to teach um, African-American studies. This woman named Shirley Weber as our secretary of state now, because Padilla got, you know, taken over uh, Kamala Harris's place. She is the woman who, and they're like, oh, she's the first African-American, you know, I mean, in you know, the state of California, Secretary of State. Yeah, she's also the person who was pushing, reforming our laws on our police force to, to basically, you know, like how they've tried to limit the police and, and defund the police. And she's also the person who's been pushing the right to vote for Californians who are in our county jail. Sure, why not? Yeah, have felons vote, illegal aliens vote, no signatures, uh, no uh, uh, no registration requirements. Uh, just let everyone vote. You heard you heard Joe Biden mumble through and say basically, if you don't agree to all this, then you must support Jim Crow laws. Oh, you're right. in other words, if you don't support all this, you really don't want blacks to vote. And I say to myself, Cheryl. My, my name isn't Cheryl, I'm just saying to you. I say to myself, Cheryl, I say, wait a minute. You're degrading black people. You're stereotyping black people. They know what's going on. They're not stupid. None of us are stupid. You're playing the race card because that's all you ever do. To have corrupt elections where legal aliens can vote, where people can vote more than one time, and you won't even know it because you have no way to checking it. That's not uh, liberating black people to vote. And I don't know. It seems to me if I were one of these so-called leaders in a black community, I would be very angry about being talked about like this. Because what this means is American citizens, regardless of their race, when they go and vote, their vote is canceled. The whole thing is neutralized. It's tainted. The whole, the whole enterprise, the franchise. All right, Cheryl, I want to thank you and give your mom a big hug from the whole country. And we appreciate you calling in. Well, ladies and gentlemen, I shall return. The establishment's worst nightmare. Mark Levin. Call in now, 877-381-3811. We've had a great caller, so let's, let's jump into the, uh, into the DNA pool and see what else we have here. All right, let's go to Liz in Utah. Vernal, Utah, is that right? Listening to KVEL. Yeah. Sure enough. All right. I appreciate you, Mark. Thank, Thank you. Thank you for fighting for our republic. Uh, so many thank yous, thank and you. keep fighting, and I pray for all the patriots. Got a question. Mm-hmm. I thank you for reading de Tocqueville. I think I understand what I read at the end where he mentioned one of his conclusions. Integrity is the key mm-hmm. if the population lo- becomes without integrity, and they're not integrous, uh, it'll... Well, you know, they've been saying it since the ancients, really. Since Socrates, even. But the fact is that it's the truth. If the society loses virtue, 
then it doesn't matter what kind of government we set up because it won't be adhered to. And what we're seeing around us is that part of the society has lost its virtue and that I would argue more than a majority of the politicians have no virtue. And if you are a Marxist or neo-Marxist, which is exactly what I'm accusing this growing element in the Democrat Party and the media and academia and elsewhere of being, then virtues of no merit, virtues of no moment. Uh, you're an ideologue, you're pushing an abstraction, and if people get in your way, they need to be crushed. And that's why you see societies that have adhered to this Marxist ideology have done exactly that, and to massive harm. I, I really hope, I look forward to your next book, and I was taught that ideas are more powerful than anything, that they are really the most valuable kind of property, the first property. And our country, our republic, uh, was formed, I think, and I know, under influence of deity. It was dedicated. Mm -hmm. uh, freedom allowed it to develop and become the greatest in the world, uh, which brings us to morality, family, teaching correct principles. Uh, it can be fixed, but slow fix. And Marx attacks all that, and it's under attack, isn't it? The family unit's under attack. Um, morality? What's morality anymore in a secular society? What does that even mean anymore in a secular society? When the ends justify the means. And so we are, we are really uh, confronting here a very uh, diabolical force, a very evil force, if you will. And uh, it won't take long for the newspapers and the others to start hammering me again. And I don't care. It means nothing to me because they're, uh, they're irrelevancies. Uh, but because I'm going to continue pressing this. You're not going to hear it from McConnell. You're not going to hear it from other hosts and so forth. It's just something that needs to be said. I want to thank you very much for your call, and with any luck, you'll throw that bum Romney out next time around should he decide to run. Thank you very much. Let's continue. Let us go to, let's see here. I'm looking. Uh, Lou, Ocala, Florida, the great WSKY. Lou, how are you, sir? Hey, Mark, how you doing? Oh, I'm sorry, Lou. I knew. I should have known better. I remember no, you. Go ahead. Hon, don't worry about it. Don't worry about it. I'm down in your future state. We're waiting for you. <laughs> um, and that's well, happening next year. <laughs> trust me. Oh, listen, we can't wait for you to come. Which brings me to a couple points, and I'll be brief. Um, that woman that you was on talked about virtue, and you have uh, talked about it uh -huh. a thousand times. And it really is the core of what's happening right now. Because the majority of the left have no virtue, and they've been trained to have no virtue. If you're talking about the kids in college and everything, they've been point. trained not to think for themselves. Mm -hmm. And these people, I would say the color of the Democratic Party today, and this is not a racist statement, it's a truth, is lazy. That is the color of the Democrat Party, because they don't want to work. They want to live off the big tit of government. They want Everyone to, you know, not think for themselves and let government think. Well, isn't this what Bernie Sanders promotes and Biden promotes and they all promote, isn't it? Absolutely. Bernie Sanders, I heard him say that he loves bread lines. Oh, he just thinks that's great. Yeah, remember that? You're right. Yeah, I do. I do. And the thing is, having people struggle keeps them weak and keeps mm -hmm. the government thinking 
for them. And that's their purpose. They want to take this country down in poverty. As goes the U.S., so goes the rest of the world. Do you know how long it took for Maduro to take down Venezuela? I'm down here in Florida. You know in South Florida. Not very long. Mm -hmm. Not very long at all. And these people that were got out were lucky to flee. Look how political Biden is, though, even in that respect. We have about quarter of a million to 300,000 Venezuelans here. They have temporary refugee status. And he says, I'm going to extend it because he wants that vote. He, he, everything he does is in, in his uh, radical advisors who surround him is extremely um, cynical. Everything he does is, and everything they do, is because they never want to leave the White House. They never want to leave these departments and these buildings. They never want to stop regulating and taxing and, and changing the country. And I think that's one of the reasons they went on a tear against Trump, because he interrupted what they were doing. He saw what they were doing, and he knew the corruption. But he, even he said, he said he didn't know how deep mm-hmm. it was and how vicious these people are. Mm-hmm. And this is a will to power, Mark. That's all it is, the will to power. Lou, you're very, very good. You always are. Thank you for your call. That's Lou in Ocala, Florida. Let's continue. Larry, in Williams, Arizona, XM Satellite. Go right ahead, sir. Hey, Mark. I appreciate all you do. I says, uh, I'm try- I tried to get on the school board. Somebody dropped off, and, of course, the uh, superintendent got to choose who the replacement was. So, wait, wait, wait. Let me understand uh, this. The superintendent, who's an employee of the district hired by the school board, gets to choose who replaces somebody who leaves the school board? Yes. What a stupid system that is. Oh, I, I agree. Anyways, uh, and, and maybe it was because I told him uh, Black History Month's a joke. I says, we're out. We're out here in Arizona. I says, we've got a lot look, of... I, 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 let, let, let's slow down. I have, a, I have no problem with Black History Month. I have no problem with recognizing uh, things that make people proud. I really don't. I have no problem with it at all. What I have a problem with is how that's hijacked by the radical elements uh, out there on the left. For instance, there was a period of time on this program, I understood, either on my website or somewhere else, that they were running ads by Kaepernick. And I put my foot down and said, since when does he represent the black community? Did he, was he up for a vote or something? And Oprah? And all the rest of them? How about some hard-working people in the African-American community? How about, how about they get a voice? And so I told them, no, we're not going to have these radical neo-Marxists, uh, these uh, down-for-the-revolution types on my program, because that's not the African-American community. Thank you for your call. All right, let's continue. Kate, Santa Cruz, California, the great KSFO country. Go right ahead. Well, hi there. Um, the reason I called you, you were calling about the, um, the news of recall, and right. I was one of those people that signed the petition. Um, you and two million I, others, apparently. Yes, and I was calling specifically about a statistic that I read um, in San Francisco. This relates to only 2,200 homeless, and Newsom is spending 18 to 20 million a month just to house the homeless. Well, apparently and it costs $5,000 a tent every month. It's 
Well, I figured $8,800. No, I read it said $5,000 a tenth every month. Oh, oh, okay. okay. $5,000 a tenth? Do you know what kind of home you could live in if you had a mortgage at $5,000 a month? Well, exactly. The government is so pathetic. Go right ahead. Well, I was just going to say in San Jose, they claim there's about 10,000 homeless. And they're, you know, they're looking at around 700,000 per unit for each homeless. Um, Now, this is to purchase. Okay. But the other thing I want to mention that's going on in San Francisco, when they were trying to get everybody back to school, um, uh, they are, um, they're actually changing the name of about 40 to 40. Yeah, no, we know we've covered that here. In fact, before they were even focusing on getting the kids back in the school, they were meeting, trying to figure out. And again, this is, this is the Marxist ideology. You've got to clear out history. And that's why Abraham Lincoln has to go with the Confederates. They all got to go. That's why even black Union soldiers in Massachusetts, they got to go. Everybody's got to go. Everything's got to go. The world begins today, and the history has to be destroyed. Thank you for your call. We'll be right back. Mark in. Over 2,000 of you, my listeners, made the switch from overpriced wireless carriers to Pure Talk over the past few months. We want the rest of you to join us and to see what we're talking about. If you're with AT&T and Verizon or T-Mobile, your family could save over $800 a year just by switching to Pure Talk. You get great coverage, you can keep your phone and your number, and you'll save a fortune. Pure Talk is the top-rated wireless company by Consumer Affairs with the absolute best consumer service team based right here in America. Does that sound good? Well, it gets better. Right now, get unlimited talk, text, and six gigs of data, just $30 a month. And if you go over on data, they don't charge you for it. They don't care. Go to puretalkusa.com and enter promo code Levin Podcast. Again, puretalkusa.com, promo code Levin, L-E-V-I-N Podcast. And when you do, you'll save 50% off your first month. That's puretalkusa.com, promo code Levin Podcast. Pure Talk USA, simply smarter wireless. You know, uh, I don't wear jewelry. I have a watch, I have my wedding ring, and that's it. But then, I'm watching a uh, program on TV where they sell jewelry and stuff. And uh, I, I just can't do politics all the time. I just can't do it. And I see this little pendant, Mr. Producer. Tiny little pendant. It's 14 karat gold, so it's not the best gold in the world. It's got tiny little sapphires, so it's not the best sapphires in the world, but that wasn't that drew my attention. The camera's focused in, you know, so the little piece looks a hundred times bigger than it is. And it was a little dog that looked like my Barney. So I bought it. It wasn't even that expensive. And it arrived today, and I'm holding it. And I'm going to have to put a bigger chain on, but I'm going to wear this around my neck. I never wear jewelry. I never have. I don't like wearing jewelry. 
but I'm going to wear this. I got to get a stronger chain, but I'm going to wear this. I don't know. That's where my mind goes. That's how it works. I don't know if your mind works that way or not. Why did I discuss that? Because you're my family, my extended family. I tell you what I'm thinking. I'm telling you what I'm doing. I mean, to a point. Well, we were doing pretty well with the calls, and then uh, one kind of a skunk in there. Let's, let's see how, how we can do here. And by the way, Mr. Callscreen, I don't need to know every aspect of California's voter recall thing and everything. The rest of the country doesn't care. As long as they, uh, they manage to do it right, and they will. They have several hundred thousand more signatures than they need. So I, I, that, this show isn't about that, so we're not going to do that. Let's go to Steve in Princeton, West Virginia. How are you, sir? Hi, Mark. How are you? Good. I was just wondering, is this uh, the Marbury Madison ruling, uh, couldn't it be used to stop some of these executive orders and stuff like the HR? Well, for a couple of things. Number one, I never really liked that ruling. Everybody else seems to think it's swell. But in Men in Black, I take it on my first book. But number two, it is the sort of the big decision that gave the Supreme Court the power that justices crave. The problem, Steve, is let's say it does. Who's going to do it? We've just been through a situation in which a majority, a significant majority of the justices wouldn't hear a case out of Texas, even though there was original jurisdiction. They blew it off. We just had a situation where Article 2, Section 1, Clause 2 was front and center, and they blew it off, six of them. We had another case in Pennsylvania that involved the unconstitutionality of the actions that were taken by the state in violation of their own constitution. They blew it off. Now, those were the three key decisions. I don't know about all the rest of them. Those were the three key decisions. Didn't involve voting machines. Didn't involve allegations of fraud. Clear cut, a clear cut, black and white constitutional issues where the court is supposed to take up a case and they refuse to take any of them. So to answer your question, I'm just curious how you think that's going to happen. It's not. Yeah, I, I didn't know if it could be something that, that could be done on a state level uh, against, uh, you know, the voting Well, of course, or... states have the power to, uh, the, their, their courts do have the power uh, to rule that what a governor has done or what a secretary of state or what a board of elections has done violates the federal constitution, which basically gives plenary power to the state legislature. But the problem is they did the opposite. They did the opposite. Right. And in Pennsylvania, the Supreme Court there rewrote the election laws to help Biden. It's an elected court. Right. And so this is the problem. Now the state legislature, some of them are fighting back, and Joe Biden's out there calling them you know, racist, they support segregation, they support Jim Crow. These are diabolical, evil, hateful people, starting with Joe Biden on down. They don't want an honest debate. They don't want an honest discussion. They lie about this $2 trillion bill like they lie about their phony voting bill. I'll be right back. From the Westwood One Podcast Network. Ladies and gentlemen, this final hour of the podcast is sponsored exclusively by AMAC, the Association of Mature American Citizens. Now over 2 million conservative members strong, AMAC believes in and stands up for the values that we care about, faith, family, and freedom. Thank you for listening, and please support AMAC. And you can become a member at amac.us slash join. He's here. He's here. 
now, broadcasting from the underground command post, deep in the bowels of a hidden bunker, somewhere under the brick and steel of a nondescript building, we've once again made contact with our leader, Mark Levin. Hello, America. Mark Levin here. Our number, 877-381-3811. I want to thank you, folks. I want to thank you, folks. Sunday night, we had very, very strong ratings. We won the night on cable TV, as we do most Sundays. But there was also Oprah Winfrey out there interviewing uh, Megan. Is it Megan? I'm honest to God, and Harry. Uh, so bizarre, truthfully. Apparently, they had 17 million viewers, including DVR and the Internet and all the rest. I don't know how many viewers I had, including DVR and the Internet, but actual viewers, we did very, very well. For a cable network. You know, cable's much smaller than network networks. It just is. It's the way it is. But you were there, and I feel like our discussion was much more worthy of attention than, oh, my, my sister-in-law didn't like the dress I was wearing. Oh, I'm, I'm so sorry. And there's Oprah. But, of course, Oprah has a tough life, too, being a billionaire and all, and being loved by people all over the country, all over the world, regardless of their race, by the way. Regardless of their race, but it doesn't seem to matter. She's down for the revolution, or is it up for the revolution? I don't know. But I do know this. House Speaker Nancy Pelosi, according to our friends at Breitbart, is the most unpopular elected official in the country. I don't know why. Such a nice lady. Always reaching across the aisle. She wants the House to function properly with real hearings so the American people can participate. Her bills are so rational. And of course, they're suffering out there. But she'll wait till after the election, just so you blame the former president. She's very, very busy. Very, very busy, the great Nancy, Eva Pelosi. Hatching one effort after another to try and rid us of the former president. She's really been great. You know, I remember there was a time, it wasn't that long ago, maybe it was. Well, the women's movement kept saying, you know what? Let's elect women president. Let's elect women speaker. Let's elect women. Let's put them in places of, of, of power and honor because men are always fighting with each other and they're always angry. I remember this. And yet it's the, the opposite in the case of Nancy Pelosi. And by the way, we're not even allowed to use the word woman in you know, context of genitalia and so forth, but... I don't really want to think about genitalia right now. Do you, Mr. Producer? He's always thinking about it. But I don't want to think about it. Certainly not in the context of uh, her or Bernie Sanders or uh, Joe Biden and the, uh, the crowd that... You know, you know what's amazing? She's 80. Joe Biden's 78, might be 79 now. What else do we have here? I don't know. But the average age is like 77, 70. And that's okay age-wise. But, but, but where's that? And, and look at Fauci, 80. It's like young people don't... Young people. 65, 70. That's a young person. 
They don't get a shot. Now, Nancy Pelosi is disliked greatly. The National Republican Congressional Committee sees this as a great opportunity. Uh, They hired uh, the surveyist. Showed Republicans are well positioned to take the House majority in the next election cycle due to an advantage in ticket splitting districts. Also showed the immense unpopularity of Pelosi. And I want people to remember in these phony moderate districts, like this guy in uh, northern Jersey, Josh uh, Guggenheimer or Schmidt, what's his name? Goshheimer. Is that what he said? Godheimer. Uh, I don't got Heimer. It sounds like, uh, you know, pulled a muscle in your calf or something. I got a Heimer here. Oh, my Lord. I'm just joshing. No, no, it's Josh Gottheimer. Oh, okay. This guy, I've met him a few times, friendly enough. He pretends he's a moderate. He's voted for impeachment twice. He just voted for this massive spending bill. But he's, they create a committee to pretend, you know. Oh, yeah, we're in this committee. Uh, let's get things done or reach across the aisle. It's all bull crap. They need to go. Anyway, where was I? Now, she has immense unpopularity, does Pelosi, across nearly every key subgroup. Women, Hispanics, and union households. I can't imagine why. Pelosi's unpopularity in ticket-splitting districts, which Republicans appear to have an edge in, is even worse. Standing at 38% favorable and 58% unfavorable. Among those, a majority, or 51%, view her as very unfavorable. I view her as very unfavorable and very unstable. Pelosi is unpopular with almost every key subgroup outside the Democrat base, including independents, negative 21%. Suburban women, negative 8%. Oh, you hang in there, suburban women. Oh, yeah. White college graduates... Minus 7%. Hispanics, minus 3%. Even union households, minus 1%. They'll move everything from election reform to a policing overhaul to gun control plus women's and unions' rights and a pathway to citizens for dreamers, according to Politico. Oh, yeah, they're on a tear with the tremendous election mandate they got when they lost all those seats and the tremendous election mandate the Democrats have in the Senate. But for the vice president, Kamala Harris, they wouldn't have a majority. Doesn't matter. They're going to ram everything through, baby. And this is exactly what they did in California. When they had a little bit of power and a very minimal majority, then all the diabolical crackpots came out and decided to destroy the system. The greatest state in the world, the greatest state in the country, is now among the worst states in the country. In a period of 20 years. My formerly great commonwealth of Virginia. One of the great commonwealths. Just six, seven, eight years ago. Now it's a disaster. They're there in Richmond, Virginia. They said, hey. If California can go to crap. And New York can go to crap. So can we. So they're passing every stupid bill they possibly can. Eliminating the death penalty. You know one of the reasons I came to Virginia. You want to know the truth. And this isn't to be morbid. They had the death penalty. They had the death penalty. I said, if they're smart enough to do that, I'm going to live there. Now, the only death penalty they have is massive abortion. They call that choice. Okay, then call the death penalty choice. Nah, can't do that. I'll be right back. Mark 
AMAC, the Association of Mature American Citizens, is one of the fastest growing organizations in America. Now over 2 million conservative members strong, and I'm one of them. AMAC believes in and stands up for the values that we constitutional conservatives care about. More than talk, AMAC fights. A full-time presence in Washington, AMAC pushes back against reckless spending, disasters like Medicare for All, and the expanding reach of the federal government. And beyond advocacy, joining AMAC gives you access to a wealth of benefits and discounts, including special member-only rates on car insurance, travel discounts, cell phone plans, and a hell of a lot more. And if that's not enough, you'll get AMAC's bi-monthly magazine full of insightful articles on issues that matter to most of us, we conservatives. As I said, I'm an AMAC member, and you should be too. Join today at amac.us. That's A-M-A-C dot U-S. Stop supporting the liberal agenda that the other 50-plus organization has been pushing for. Join AMAC instead, A-M-A-C dot U-S. As we move around from one Democrat miscreant to another, I would be remiss if I didn't leave Nancy Pelosi and then move to Stacey Abrams. Stacey Abrams, who's on CNN yesterday, she's on CNN a lot because she has so many magnificent and brilliant things to say. Many of them racist, of course. But that's uh, what CNN does now. They're feeding their audience, and their audience demands it. The mob. But here she is. Cut 14, go. I believe that states still need to be able to adapt to the needs of their people, but we should have a baseline below which no state should be allowed to deny access to the ballot. That's the reason the elections... Okay, let's slow down. And which state is denying its citizens access to the ballot? Now, they talk about the... Leave it right there. They talk about the Voting Rights Act, which is incorporated in the Civil Rights Act of 1965. Does anybody know what's in that act? Does Stacey Abrams know what's in that act? Does Joe Biden know what's in that act? Probably should, because he was friends with some of the people who filibustered against it. Well, among other things, there's two aspects. Number one, if you're an individual and you believe you have been racially discriminated against and denied the right to vote, you have an independent federal cause of action that brings you in the federal court. You're given standing under that statute. Are we getting a whole lot of those lawsuits, ladies and gentlemen? No, we're not. Why is that? Because she's a liar, that's why. Now, there's another part of the original act that required some of these states, southern states, that had a history of implementing Jim Crow and so forth, to have federal uh, oversight. So if they changed their laws and various practices, they had to get approval from the Department of Justice, the Civil Rights Division. And of course, this went on for decades, and decades and decades. And then a few of these southern states soon said, okay, we don't do this anymore. We haven't been cited for anything. We don't prevent our people from voting, whoever they are. And the Department of Justice, the federal government, has no evidence that as a systemic issue that we do. So we don't want to be overseen by the Civil Rights Division of the Justice Department anymore. And the Supreme Court said, you're right. 
However, we want to make sure the citizenry is still protected. And so this independent cause of action for any individual who believes that they were discriminated against and prevented from voting and so forth, that remains. The other part will be lifted. And so Joe Biden the other day, being the idiot that he is, we got to get our Voting Rights Act back. we got to get voting rights back. And these state Republican legislatures who had their authority stolen from them by Stacey Abrams and her elk on the left, they say, no, we're going to put the status quo back. And so now you see how the Democrats are turning this into a racial issue. And you're preventing people from voting. As a simple matter of federal law under the Voting Rights Act, if somebody believes they were prevented from voting, they have a federal lawsuit. And there are plenty of organizations that will bring those lawsuits for free. For free. Now, I should have given you that context before. Start at the top again, Mr. Producer. This is Stacey Abrams yesterday on CNN. And on the Constipated News Network, nobody challenges her. Go ahead. I believe that states still need to be able to adapt to the needs of their people, but we should have a baseline below which no state should be allowed to... We already do, which I just explained to you. Go ahead. ...access to the ballot. That's the reason the election clause exists, and that's why it's so critical that we not only have H.R. 1 and S.R. 1, but H.R. 4, which is the John Lewis Voting Rights Advancement Act, because that's going to be necessary to remedy whatever the U.S. Supreme Court does... So we have H.R. 1 and S.R. 1, which, as you know in the audience, because you're smart, we've gone over this several times, has nothing to do with legitimate voting and upholding the franchise. And then, you see, we need to pass another law that reverses the U.S. Supreme Court's ruling. None of this is about good government. None of this, none of this advances the cause of minority rights, It empowers the Democrat Party. Go ahead. Regarding the issue of Section 2 of the Voting Rights Act, we are at war fighting to protect our democracy. I see. So if she says we're at war, that's okay. But they'll impeach the former president of the United States over using the word fight. But if Stacey Abrams, who still has refused to accept the fact that she lost the governorship, the election there, She's okay. She's a great leader. She's a civil rights leader. Why? I don't know. But there she is. She's praised. Uses the word war. We're at war fighting to protect our democracy. Did you hear her? Trump never said we're at war fighting to defend our democracy. Go ahead. Domestic enemies at this moment. And those domestic- so, oh, oh, I see. We're at war fighting to protect our democracy against domestic enemies. That is the Republican state legislatures, people like me, people of all races and backgrounds and colors who are saying, wait a minute, we don't support the destruction of our voting system to accommodate one party ruled by the Democrat Party. That's not even going to help Democrats. No, 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 no. We're at war fighting to protect our democracy from domestic enemies. Now, that doesn't incite anything. Isn't that interesting? And she'll continue to be on TV. They'll continue to spotlight her, not because they think she's smart or anything like that, because they agree with her. 
and they're trying to advance the cause. Go ahead. Should be renounced. They should be pushed back against, whether they're at the state level or the federal level. So anybody who disagrees with her should be renounced and pushed back. Renounced and pushed back because obviously they're white supremacists who seek to reestablish Jim Crow laws. Now, I explain this situation to you. It has nothing to do with white supremacy, nothing to do with Jim Crow laws, nothing whatsoever. Requiring somebody to have their signature matched? I believe that applies to everybody. Having a, an ID, you know, like the kind you get to drive a car, a license? Which kids at the age of 15 get a temporary license. They know how to do it. That is something that is being done by domestic enemies. You see, when they use this Marxist propaganda and the Marxist technique and the Saul Linsky target and attack the individuals, there it is. It's all there for you to see. Go ahead in the wake of January 6th to hold fast to our belief in our democracy and to ensure that every... Oh, oh, I see. January 6th. What about the Portland courthouse? Oh, that's different. What about the White House under it? Oh, that's different. What about the burning of our streets? Oh, that's different. She's a fraud. She's a political Democrat Party hack. That's all she is. And as she talks quickly through this and just hits all the hot buttons, she's never confronted. She's never challenged. It's a disgrace. She's a disgrace. And she's not alone. She's a mouthpiece for the Democrat Party. People need to understand this. These politicians, these surrogates, they want an all-powerful Democrat Party. You know, like an all-powerful People's Party, like the the regimes in, uh, in these various uh, totalitarian communist states. This isn't about better government. How is it about better government when illegal aliens can vote and you won't be able to stop them? How is it about better government when a simple signature requirement is considered too burdensome and suppressing people? How is it about better government when you have automatic registration or registration over the Internet, all of which is capable of being abused, and we all know that, how is that better government? And how does that help minorities? She's a fraud and a fake. That's what she is. And it's time people call her out and other leftists. Call them out too. Biden, Pelosi, Schumer, they are destroying this country. And now they want to destroy the vote in the name of civil rights. In the name of minorities. When they don't give a damn about civil rights. And frankly, they don't give a damn about minorities. A war, she says. Where is Jeremy Peters? Where's Philip Bump? Where are all the phony fraud journalists out there quoting her, concerned about maybe she's going to incite things? I'll be right back. AMAC, the Association of Mature American Citizens, is one of the fastest-growing organizations in America, now over 2 million conservative members strong, and I'm one of them. AMAC believes in and stands up for the values that we constitutional conservatives care about. 
More than talk, AMAC fights. A full-time presence in Washington, AMAC pushes back against reckless spending, disasters like Medicare for All, and the expanding reach of the federal government. And beyond advocacy, joining AMAC gives you access to a wealth of benefits and discounts, including special member-only rates on car insurance, travel discounts, cell phone plans, and a hell of a lot more. And if that's not enough, you'll get AMAC's bi-monthly magazine full of insightful articles on issues that matter to most of us, we conservatives. As I said, I'm an AMAC member, and you should be too. Join today at amac.us. That's A-M-A-C dot U-S. Stop supporting the liberal agenda that the other 50-plus organization has been pushing for. Join AMAC instead. A-M-A-C dot U-S. This is Mr. Liberty, the Mark Levin Show. Call him now at 877-381-3811. Thompson in Venice, Florida, XM Satellite. Go right ahead, please. I'd like to point out that uh, the 17th Amendment, when it changed that the senators are chosen by the legislature to elected by the people, made possible H.R. 1, because otherwise, Article 1, Section 4, Clause 1, makes no sense within the context of the original Constitution. It does I'm, not, I'm not following. You're saying that amending the Constitution is unconstitutional? No, no, I'm saying that the fact that the senators are elected by the people rather than the legislature in the states makes... Article 1, Section 4, which reads, Clause 1, which reads, the times, places, and manner of holding elections, okay, shall be prescribed in each state by the legislature thereof, but the Congress may at any Uh, time... Okay, what does that have to do with the 17th Amendment, which says that uh, the states shall, adopted by over three-fourths of the states, by the way, shall have the direct election of senators. In some states, they already did that. In other states, they didn't. I'm not following your thinking, but you don't need to keep reading the Constitution. What is your point? Well, um, the point is that shall be prescribed as a command, and if, if the senators were appointed by the legislatures, they would not, in Congress, make H.R. 1, which would throw a monkey wrench. No, I understand uh, what... I think I understand what you're saying, but you're wrong. In other words... <clears throat> They, they amended the Constitution in a way they are free to amend the Constitution, whether we like what they did or not. And I wrote in the Liberty Amendments that I didn't like it for the reasons that you're stating. But that's quite different than saying they can't do it because it doesn't make sense. All right, thanks for your call. There's no way I'm going to get through to her, Mr. Producer. That's her point, and she's sticking with it. That's okay. But I can't stick with it because it's wrong. It's a legitimate amendment. And I think it's been a disastrous amendment. There's a difference. I just wish they would amend the Constitution, or check that, attempt to amend the Constitution rather than changing it by executive orders, court decisions, and legislation, because that has been going on now for a very, very long time, which is a disgrace. But don't ask the U.S. Supreme Court to help, because they're very busy. I don't know what the hell they're doing, but they're very busy. Good Lord. Brent, Los Angeles, California, 870 The Answer. How are you? 
great. Hello, America's great one. Thank you. Yeah, I'm calling from behind enemy lines from the Western Collective along the Pacific. And I fear our rhino politicians are aiding and abetting the CCP and drug cartel Democrats when they identify and label the organized crime and cloward pivot invaders crossing our border as being immigrants. I, I don't think I, I consider these to be invaders, and they're not ethically immigrating to All America. All right, thanks for your call. How did this guy get through? He's one of these uh, kooks who calls up here and tax my faith and everything else. So he's a fraud. This is why I don't like. Uh, this is why brings the show to a dead end, doesn't it? All right, let me continue. Oh, we do. Let me see here. We have our friend Laudell. He'll uplift the program. Go ahead. How are you, sir? Emil, how you doing, big time? You doing all right, brother? Thank you. Doing good. Man, uh, I'm a, good, 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 good. Um, man, I heard what you talk about when it came to Stacey Abrams. Man, I am sick and tired of these so-called African Americans talking about how we're not smart enough to uh, get uh, get off our butts. Let, let me ask you a question, Laudell. Do you have a driver's license? Oh, you sure do. Don't well, that's me. all it takes. What's the problem? What's the problem? Why is that oppression? It's oppression? Listen to these people. They're so full of you-know-what. It's unbelievable. Yes. Yes. Uh, they're saying that we're so stupid that we can't get up off our butts and go do that. But we can go out and, and, and buy some uh, 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 some alcohol by showing our ID, things of that nature, when it comes to drinking some alcohol. It doesn't make any sense to me at all. I'm just sick and tired of these of these so-called uh, African-Americans talking on our behalf. And I, I now wish that some of our African-American uh, um, republics would stand up and really go after this lady because she's spitting a whole bunch of uh, lies that no one is, at, at all is contributing at all. No one's trying to go after but her. But notice how, and I'll just say it because race is everywhere now. There's no avoiding it. Notice how the white media promotes her. Notice how the white hosts on CNN and MSNBC can't get enough of Stacey Abrams. Have you noticed that? Yes. I noticed it all the time. Because they're no left-wing one? kooks, and they'll, and they'll back her or anybody else who comes out and says what they want to hear. It, to me, it, I know why they're doing it, and I know why they're doing it, but my whole thing is when can we, uh, we Republicans, get off our butts and mm-hmm. go after this lady? She's been effective, Mark. She really is. You're right. She is. Mm-hmm. She really is. But well, you see what they did. You had the Secretary of State down there as a rhino, and uh, basically she ran circles around him, got him to uh, weaken the signature requirements in violation, again, of the federal Constitution. He doesn't have any authority to do that. And that's why President Trump was so furious. So wait a minute. Why are you agreeing to that? Yeah. To be honest with you, I think they, uh, of course, you know, they didn't like President Trump because he didn't really put up with the crap. To be honest with you, he's like, no, and you know what? He was making inroads in various minority communities. Can't have that. Mark, all all he said, Mark, was, hey, what you got to lose? Yeah. He won a big amount of votes with us. He was Mm -hmm. right. 100% right, sir. Yeah. All right, my man. All the time. man Always. Th- you, By the way, you're in Richardson, is that right? Yes, sir, I am. Dallas, Texas. Yes, sir. That's. I lived in an apartment there for about six months when I was a yeah. lawyer, very limited period until I joined the Reagan administration, a, an inside counsel for Texas Instruments, and I was in an apartment in Richardson, Texas. Ah, I drive by Texas Instruments all the time. I actually sat down with the mayor of Richardson on Monday, and I'm thinking about doing something here locally uh, from the mayorship standpoint for the Republican Party. 
Good for you, man. All right, take care of yourself. Hopefully one day I'll meet him. I really like that guy. All right, let me give it another try here. Mr. Call Screeny, you've been very uh, careful in your vetting. Is that correct? All right, you're batting about uh, 212 right now. Just saying. Rob, Lakewood, New Jersey, the great WABC. Go ahead, sir. Well, I've been listening to your radio program for years, and it's a really nice, refreshing balance of getting a nice conservative take on what's going on in our political system. But listening uh, tonight, it came to me that the Democratic Party is really nothing more than a Ponzi scheme. They depend on their constituents at the base. They feed the top. And eventually it's going to grow to such a uh, uh, tenable um, uh, aspect that it's all going to collapse on itself. And God forbid. No, it won't. It won't collapse on itself. It won't collapse. They don't, they don't operate in a vacuum. Look what they're doing. Look what they're doing. They're changing our schools with respect to uh, girls' sports. The borders are wide open. They're spending us into oblivion. They're doing all these things uh, to empower the Democrat Party. But if there is an uh, implosion, it's not just the Democrat Party that's going to implode. It's all of us. Yes, exactly. These policies affect the entire nation. My recommendation is that the Democrats, the moderates, they've got to get rid of Nancy. And, uh, All right, listen, that's obvious, but there are not enough moderates, are there? Well, we can hope. All right, thank you for your edification, sir. We appreciate it. Let's try Amanda, Wilkesboro, North Carolina, on the Mark Levin app. Go right ahead. Hi, it's a pleasure to speak with you, Mr. Levin. Thank you, Amanda. Um, I really lit up when you mentioned Tocqueville. He's one of my favorites. Mm-hmm. And um, something else, I don't have the book in front of me, but something else he said um, that I think is especially relevant to what is going on. He said, a nation cannot long remain strong mm-hmm. when every man belonging to it is individually weak. And that's what the the Democrats and the socialists and Well, you're right. We're not even allowed to want. identify people as men, are we? No. Well... But, I mean, even beyond that, people in general, men, women, whatever, um, everybody they have made dependent upon the government mm-hmm. instead of self-sufficient, or at least they're trying to. You're right. No question about and it. And then he goes on to say that um, you can't, quote, make an energetic people out of a community of pusillanimous and enfeebled citizens. So once you have the people weak and the people dependent, they're not going to be able to come together and make an energetic society, which is what you need to have a democratic republic survive. You know, it reminds me, and I've talked about this before, this letter between uh, John Adams and Jefferson. They were both old men. And Jefferson was responding to Adams, and they wrote back and forth, and there are wonderful books out there with these letters in it, and I suggest you, you all may want to get a copy and just go and online and get it and uh, and I've read this letter and it's in one of my books and what Jefferson I think it's in uh, Rediscovering Americanism and Jefferson says to Adams and I'm paraphrasing obviously you know we're very lucky here because in, as Rome collapsed and the people lacked virtue Cicero, Brutus, Cato these were all the 
small d Democrats, he said they couldn't have saved that republic because the people were incapable of being saved. Unlike here in America, where the people are virtuous. And so many smart men have said this many, many times. And this is exactly where we're headed. You're quite right. This is exactly where we're headed. And when you listen to somebody like Stacey Abrams or Nancy Pelosi or Joe Biden, their rhetoric, their deceit, when you see the same thing on cable TV or newsrooms across this country, their lies, their corruption, you can hear I get callers and I get very frustrated. Well, let's bring a lawsuit. Well, let's do this. Well, let's do that. None of which will work. None of them. It's deeper than this. It's quite troubling. It's very, very worrisome. Amanda, terrific call. I appreciate it. We'll be right back. Lovin. AMAC, the Association of Mature American Citizens, is one of the fastest growing organizations in America. Now over 2 million conservative members strong, and I'm one of them. AMAC believes in and stands up for the values that we constitutional conservatives care about. More than talk, AMAC fights. A full-time presence in Washington, AMAC pushes back against reckless spending, disasters like Medicare for All, and the expanding reach of the federal government. And beyond advocacy, joining AMAC gives you access to a wealth of benefits and discounts, including special member-only rates on car insurance, travel discounts, cell phone plans, and a hell of a lot more. And if that's not enough, you'll get AMAC's bi-monthly magazine full of insightful articles on issues that matter to most of us, we conservatives. As I said, I'm an AMAC member, and you should be too. Join today at amac.us. That's A-M-A-C dot U-S. Stop supporting the liberal agenda that the other 50-plus organization has been pushing for. Join AMAC instead. A-M-A-C dot U-S. Stuart, Pensacola, Florida, on the Mark Levin app. Uh, Stuart, how may I help you, sir? Well, thanks for taking my call. Last time I called, it was to uh, obliterate... uh, Let's talk about this call. Go right ahead. And now I'm calling about H.R. 1. Well, congratulations. How may I help you, sir? Yes, sir. Let's have an election every four years for president. Okay, when you're handed a ballot... It's perforated at the bottom. The bottom contains the uh, electors for the presidential election. If you're asked for an ID card and you don't have one, they tear off the bottom piece. That's reserved for people that have various uh, uh, assurances. Sir, you better get to your point. We have a hard break coming, and then we're done. How may I help you? Okay. H.R. 1 is unconstitutionally extended to affect presidential elections because of Article 2. We have to figure out how to run a presidential election under H.R. 1 that is constitutional. No, we can't because it's unconstitutional. You're not following any of this, and that's okay. Ladies and gentlemen, we salute our armed forces, police officers, firefighters, and emergency personnel. Now, we have to figure out how to stop the tyranny and stop pretending that we can live under it. See you tomorrow, and God bless you. From the Westwood One Podcast Network.